0: All right, we're in the book of Matthew, written by Matthew. Very good. He, was, um, <clears throat> he, wrote, he wrote the book to who? Who's the book sort of written to? Do y'all remember? Jewish believers. Yeah, Jewish believers. So, so they've been raised Jews, but they put their faith in Jesus Christ. We're in a part of the book that's called the Sermon on the Mount. We've heard that a lot. Uh, and, and that was preached by Paul, right? No, it was preached by who? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, it's a a sermon that's preached by Jesus. Um, Have you ever been in in this room, uh, if you've lived any amount of time, have you ever been a point in your life where you reached a crossroad, where all of a sudden you came to this point in your life and there's a decision that you, you had to make? You could go this way or you could go that way. Have you ever had that choice before? And as you grow up, these dis- de- 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 decisions come more and more. It could be um, could be where for some of you that are 12th grade now, you're feeling the pressure right now. What college am I going to go to or what trade school am I going to go to or what am I going to do when I get out of high school? That's a crossroad. A few, few years down the road, I hope it's, it's quite, quite a few for some of you, but a few years down the road, you're going to come to a crossroad where there's this guy or this girl That you like, and uh, is this going to be someone that you commit your life to for the rest of your life to love, honor, and cherish as long as you both shall live? That's that's a a crossroad. But there's a job that you'll take. There's all these crossroads that we come in life. Uh, I I have the I don't know how you even term it. I've had the opportunity many times to sit down with youth uh, um, that were at a crossroad in their life and they had a dis- decision that they could make. They were making wrong cho- choices, but something came up where either they had come to talk to me about it or they were forced to come to talk to me about it by their their, 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 their parents. So I've had, this, I've had this type of talk with youth m- many times because we all really face cr- crossroads a lot in our life, especially spiritual ones. Now, the crossroads I'm going to talk about tonight is is this. You're, 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 you're at a, a stop and there's three ways to go. You can go left, my left, your right. You can go down this aisle to this group over here. You can go to this group right over here. If, if you go my right, your left. Or you can just keep keep going straight with this group this big old group right here now the group the group on my left that's the group a lot of times no offense but you guys are trouble i mean you are uh, living life for you it's 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 the burking have it your way mentality of life eat, eat drink and be merry tomorrow we die so let's just have have the most fun you're you're the ones that have YOLO tattooed across your forehead, right? But there are students that I've had in my, my ministry that I've known that have run that way. We sort of laugh at it. And for this group that, that goes to the left at this point, and it's a, it's a time, a lot of times for teenagers, it's a point where you're trying to figure out, is this my faith or not? Because you can't ride your parents' faith forever. You've got to make the choice on your own. But th- this group, when they choose this, they're like, well, the Tink commandments aren 't aren 't really that important uh, because there 's no point to life, so the Ten Commandments are my bucket list to what i 'm going to break this week. If I can b- break them all that 's my goal that's 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 sort of and you think gosh that 's pretty harsh. Are there really people that think that way yeah they do and 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 they they end up they sort of leap into that there 's a second group and and this is a group that goes keeps going straight ahead when a crossroad comes they just keep pushing through doing what they've always been doing but you'll find that that this group is usually a big a bigger crowd the path in front of you is very worn uh worn down and and there's a lot of uh, people around you you don't even have to look where you're going just follow the crowd just do whatever they do and in this crowd i believe there's a mixture of but believers in Christ and non-believers in Christ. Now, those that go on this side, sorry, but you're, this is not believers in Christ. If you go this way, I, I don't think you've ever had a relationship with Christ. You can't have a relationship with Christ and to taste of the grace and mercy of, of God and run that way and, 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 and live, live that way. Now, this crowd, they're good. Hey, we're, at least you guys aren't like them, right? Whew. So I'm not that bad. So it's a, it's a mixture of those that may know Christ, those that don't know Christ. But a lot of times you just keep your head down. I may go, go to church. I go to youth group. I even give money from time to time. Just don't, I'm not going to sacrifice. Who, who's got time for that? I'm not going to sacrifice my money, uh, my time, or, or my fame, whatever fame you have at your age. <laughs> it's so cute. But that sort of mentality, just keep doing what you're doing. And the world says this, that, that's a good way to go. Just keep doing that. Just keep your head down. Don't cause trouble. Whatever the mud, 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 majority says, that's what you do. And I've got to, I want to let you do something. The majority is not always right. Often the majority is wrong. And you in the minority are going to have to fight against the majority. Now, there's another path over here. Just these... These fine people over here on the right. But if you notice, it's not a whole, there's not a whole lot of them on this path. And the past, path is actually going uphill, and it looks hard. This path are those that say, I take the commands of God, I take the word of God, and I believe the word of God, and I'm going to follow the word of God. And that path is very rare, rarely walked upon. Now, at the end of that path, there's something there that will knock your socks off and that's a good thing. Now, those are the three paths that we have tonight. Now, Jesus, we're in Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 through 48 probably is where we're going. We're going to end chapter 5. And so in the Sermon on the Mount, he's been preaching to a crowd. My question to you, you don't have to, answer out loud but is what crowd has he been preaching to has he because it's important when you understand the context to understand who he's speaking to who his audience is so you understand what he's saying to them and he's not speaking if you look at the text to the the people that are on this path over here my left your right that are just said forget all that stuff i'm just going to live my life that way i want to and it seems like he's not speaking to the, those that have gone on the right, that are on the right path. He's not saying, well done, keep doing what you're doing. Well done, keep doing what you're doing. He's not saying that. But look what he keeps on referring back to. The Ten Commandments, right? When he talks about, you've heard it said, thou shall not mur- murder. A truth uh, that this crowd knows. The, the middle, and, and they sort of, yeah, I sort of ag- agree with that. And he takes that truth. You know that truth. And you're like, yeah, yeah, we know that truth. And he says... Well, if you get angry with your brother, it's like committing murder, and and you go, ooh, wait a second, what? He says, hey, you shall not commit adultery, and this crowd goes, yeah, yeah, we can, well, the world is getting worse and worse on this, but let's hope they're saying, yeah, yeah, we can agree with that, at least those that are in the church can go, we agree with that, but then he says, hey, but if you look lustfully at a woman uh, in your heart, then you've Committed adultery, and and we go whoa 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 whoa. He says, "Hey, you know." He says, "Don't don't take an oath, because you always break the oath. You, what, you know what? Let your yes be yes, and your no be no. Stick by with what you say. You're It's just a little white lie. It's not that big a deal." He saying, "No, no, no. Let what you say go." So he's all sudden. So understand when you look at what we we've read for the past three weeks. He's preaching to this crowd that is going just straight ahead. It's just that crowd that is going, I'm good. I I believe in the stuff of God. I'm spiritual. I'm good. My granddaddy was a a Methodist preacher. I'm good. And so you're saying the things of God are good, but are you letting them affect your life? Because what he's saying every time is, you know this truth in the word of God? Let it affect your life. You've got to go on this path. You, you believe what this says, you've got to go this way. And this whole message that he's preached so far, and we've broken down into parts, he's yelling, hey, 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 I'm talking to you. And everybody's going, he's not talking to me, he's talking to you. And truth is, he's talking to everybody in that crowd. He's talking to you. He wants you to understand this truth that we're about to walk on. And it is a horrendously difficult truth to live out. And if you try, you're going to go, but Pastor Dan, you don't know what they've done to me. I know, I, I don't know what anybody has done to you. I don't know the harm that someone may have caused you. But he says, where we're going to look at, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's the hard path. But that's the right path. That's the one that is going to make you righteous and holy and more like Christ. That's why he draws you there. He draws you there. Why else? Because he wants to point a lost and dying world to himself. And how does he point? Through you, going on that path, that very few go on. Let's stand together. We're going to read this text just as our our main text for tonight. Matthew chapter 5, verse 4. 43, 4 through 48, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your in- enemy. But I say to you, love your neighbor and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do, do not even tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? What more are you doing than others? Uh, do, do not even the g- g- Gentiles do the same. Let's stop right there. Dear God, we thank you so much for your word. Uh, just a chance to read it out loud. And God, I just ask this, that your spirit will move in this place tonight, that you will just move me out of the way uh, and that your truth will sink into hearts and change lives. And Lord, may we be a people who honor you with our lives. For Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, have a seat. Now he says this statement again that he said last week and in the week before and the week before. It's, it's, he says, you've, you've heard it said, right? So he's referring to, usually he's always referring to the Old Testament when he's, he has said this. You've heard it said, thou shalt not murder. You've heard it said, thou shalt not commit adultery. Now he says this, you've heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your an enemy. Now he gets part of this from Leviticus 19 verse 18. Uh, and this is what it says there. You, I think we have it on the screen. is is that right? Yeah, here we go. Uh, You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So here he says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, love your neighbor. So this is a truth that he's saying, you've heard it said this. Now, let me tell you this. There's no way, there's nowhere in the Old Testament where it says to hate your enemy. Those words in that phrase, in that way it's phrased, are not said in the Old Testament. But the the psalmist does say in verse 139, verses 21 and 22, do I not hate those who hate, hate you, o, o Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. I count them my enemies. And De- 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 Deuteron- Deuteronomy 7, God tells the Israelites, he will deliver the enemy into their hands, and they are to wipe them out completely. Show them no m- no mercy. Okay, so we see. I want you to understand Jesus, because some people might say, "Well, it, that's not the exact same that that that's not the exact same text that's found in the Word of God." He doesn't misquote the Word of God. He's covering a traditional Jewish te- 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 teaching. Is it easy for you to? To love your family and friends, raise your hand. Easy? Or some of you, my own daughter was like, ah, uh, family, ah. Uh. Yeah, so, okay. Is it easy for you to hate your enemy? You don't have to work at that, right? Someone's against you. It's not something you work at. It's something that's sort of ingrained in you. It's, it's a prevailing thought of the day, right? Smash your enemies. Destroy your enemies. We, we see it in politics today on both sides of the fence. It's, 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 it's very thick with hate. Uh, a great example of this is, anyone here a Lord of the Rings fan at all? The books or the, or the films? The, um, the, the orcs and the go, 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 goblins in the Lord of the Rings, are they good guys or b- bad guys? It's, it's clear as day, they're ugly, ugly, bad guys. They're, and does anybody mourn when an orc loses his head? No, what what occurs when you're in a pivotal scene and the orc loses his head? What does the crowd do that's sitting there to watch it? They cheer, right? Why? Because the orc is what? It's bad. The orc is the enemy. He gets what he deserves. That's sort of in ground in even even the way that we think. Modern day examples of enemies that we have is an extremist group named I, 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 ISIS, there's only one eye, I just like to make sure you're awake. ISIS, right? And this is a group that around the world in some places have slaughtered innocent people in horrific ways. It, 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 enemies, easy, easy to hate. Before every youth in this room was born, but every adult in this room remembers it well, there was an event called 9 11 where extremists took over some planes flew them into the two towers and and the pentagon uh and and that that thousands were killed enemies we would term those as enemies and it's easy is it e- easy to hate or is it just pe- pe- pastor dan is just that wicked okay you can leave me alone there you know To bring it on a new level, uh, celebrities and politicians uh, uh, who don't agree with your views that may disregard human life can be seen as enemies and easy to hate. I've got every right to hate them. I've I've said this statement in my house with my wife and kids over the last year because I was so mad about something. Easy to hate. That, per, that person at school or in your na- in neighborhood, that's, that's a, bu- a, a bully and just not just mean to everybody else or somebody else or that one kid, but they're mean, mean to you. Enemy, right? Easy, easy to hate. And then we look at this text right here and look back at it, uh, read, read back at verse 44. But I say to you, love, your enemies, and pray for those who persecute you. How good are you at doing that? Oh, I stink at it. Stink at it. But you jump to verse forty-six and look what it says. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? It's like we can love those that that are our friends, right? Because but everybody did, does that. So, as believers in Jesus Christ, are we called to be set apart? Yeah we, yeah, we go. Yeah, I'm called to be set apart. Well, you know what? This is one of the hard things it says. Well, then love your enemies. Do what? But you don't know what they did. I don't have to know what they did. This is what I do know. I do know what he did. And he died so that me, a wretched sinner, you, a sinner, could could be redeemed of your sins and have righteousness poured upon you that you did not earn, you did not deserve, and he gave it to you and he took what you deserved. was He took God's wrath and your guilt. So as long as I know what he did for me and for you, I can love my enemy. I may not hug him and embrace him. That's not what it's saying. It's not saying, hey, it's okay. What you did is okay. It's, no, it's, it's we'll go into the that in a second. I want to jump ahead. Um, it's. Um, I want you to watch this, this clip. Our high school group watched this movie on Sunday night called. It's, the, the movie's called Free Burma Ran- Ran- Rangers. Very, I think it's a fantastic film, very hard film to watch because it, is, it shows true war. It shows death off screen. uh, And so it's a real film, uh, but it's a missionary family that's gone into war torn places to to share Christ. Uh, And it's amazing what this is just sort of a three minute clip that really encapsulates what we're talking about tonight. So take take a look at the screens. The line of evil is here and there are all evil in the evil world we're all good. But in real life, the line of good and evil isn't between us and other people. As Alexander Solzhenitsyn said in the Russian dissident, he said, the line is in our hearts. Each human is heart. This is the first time. Hey, you know, you know, you So was a small boy taken by the room. Remark- Those lights are really bright. Those birds are loud, too. That's a pretty powerful clip, right? Uh, an enemy, uh, just not an enemy, but he, he, he killed, killed people. He was a soldier. He was raised as a child. Uh, he was sort of stolen from his camp, raised as a child to be a, a soldier that killed, that that came and repented and said, there's nothing good in me. And, 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 and forgiveness is... Extended grace is extended, and what's, what's cool about that story is they ex, they extend grace because they've experienced grace. What I'm asking you is, 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 I'm um, when I ask you to love your enemy, you you love them because you've experienced grace, it's been extended to you, so you extend it to some, somebody else. And then it, it says this, and we're not just told to love them, we're told to pray for those who persecute you. Now, I was on a mission trip about Ten years ago, with the youth group here, the youth group was a little bit different back then than it is now. Uh, and we were in Montana. We were there for a week and a half. And the the kids said to me, "Hey, Pastor Dan, there's this song that that we want uh, that is aw- aw- awesome. You need to hear it." So I think someone had an iPod. They didn't have on their phones they had an, an iPod and plugged the thing in and started to, to play the song. And the song is called Pray For You uh, by, uh, by uh, Jaron Alo, Alo, Stein or Steen or something like that. Anyone heard of this song? Okay, uh, just just a very few. Uh, I want to read a couple of words. I've got the words on the screen. This is just part of it. it and it's, it, I'll, I'll tell you this. We'll just watch it, and then I'll explain. They're not watching, but just listen along. You can read along on the screen. Uh, so I listened to the pre- preacher as he told me what to do. He said, you can't go hating others who have done wrong to you. Sometimes we get angry, but we must not condemn. Don't go to the next slide until I, I, I tell the I, Lord do his job, and you just pray for them. That's pretty good, right? You think that's pretty good? This is how the chorus goes. It says, I pray your brakes go out running down a hill. I pray a flower pot falls from a windowsill and knocks you in the head like I'd like to. I pray your birthday comes and nobody calls. I pray you're flying high when your engine stalls. I pray all your dreams never come true. Just know wherever you are, honey, I pray for you. Everybody's like, oh. My, my youth group loved that song. I was like, what are y'all listening to? This is horrible. When it says to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, it doesn't mean to pray this way. Do we, we understand that? It means uh, this type of praying is also called vengeance. And we're not to be a vengeful people, hateful. This, is, this was just this toward. Dumb guy that was broken hearted from a girl and he wrote this song, right? Now, I know there's no girl songs that are hating on guys at all, ever. <laughs> we won't even go there tonight. Um, but how, how, how do we pray? This is how you pray for those who persecute you. Sincerely pray for their salvation and redemption. Sincerely pray. Pray that, that they will experience God's grace and, mer- and, and mercy like you have. That's, that's how you start to, to, to pray for them. Just start to do that and see where it goes. And, and, and why do we love our enemies and pray for those who persecute you? Look at verse 45. So that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. Why? One, because we are children of God. Galatians 4, Ephesians 1 says that we are children of God, and that's the way children of God are supposed to act. We're supposed to be different from the world, set apart. It's going to cost you. That road is hard, but worth it. Why else do we do it? Because God's goodness, look at It, it says that for he makes his son, this is God, his son, rise on the evil and on the good, that he, he sends rain. Rain is a good thing, Sun and rain are good things here. He has rain on the just and the unjust. What does it mean? God's goodness falls on everybody. When we love our enemy and pray for those who persecute you, do you understand when we actually do that? That's God's goodness at work towards that, that person that could be lost. That's God still showing his goodness through us, through us obeying his commands. I want to be used by God like this. I want my life to reflect this. I hope you do too. He closes chapter five with this, verse 48. You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Anybody here have a perfect day where you have not done anything wrong? You've actually not only not done anything wrong, but you've done everything right. All right, I've got one who thinks they might have. Man, that perfect, okay, put your, your hands down. That perfection thing is, is awful hard. I think if we're honest with ourselves, no one r- really, I haven't met somebody that I personally know and talk to that is perfect. But there's some people that believe that they can be perfect this, just because of this verse. This verse actually reads more. If you look at the tense of the verbs and the way it's used, that, that, that you are to, you must be perfecting as your Father in heaven is perfected his his term is, is our, it's a done deal ours is a process we're in process to be perfected peter also writes about this in first, first peter chapter 1 verse 15 this is what he says but as he called you it, it, as as he who called you is ho- holy speaking about god here you also be holy in all of your conduct i don't know about you but i try to be holy in my conduct but I'm just not there. Not perfect, not, not in all of it, not every ounce of it. My wife could give you plenty of examples of when I blow up at the wrong time and I'm in the, in just in, in a, a bad mood. Now, this process of holiness is a three step process. Step one is this If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you are holy, you are justified. By this, his sacrifices, his life, perfect life, his death on the cross, is a sacrifice for your sins. He rose again on the third day. By by ex- accepting that, you are made justified. You are made right in God's sight. You are you are, are holy. Step one. Step two is you are being you are are being made ho- ho- holy. You might say, "Well, I thought you already said I was holy. You were, but you're also being made holy." Uh, And that's becoming more like Christ. That's when you hear God's truth and you're walking on this path that everybody else is on and God says, I want you on this path right over here. But God, it's going to cost me. I know. But God, it's going to be hard. I know. But God, I'm going to be all alone. I know. But it's worth it. It's going to make you more holy. He doesn't just justify us, but he sanctifies us. Every time that we, we, we submit to his will and we bend to the things of God, we become more like Christ. And then step three, at the end of this path right here that we're on that is hard to go on, at the end of that, you will be made holy. When, when, when you, you die, the good news is this you will be glorified. That This body, this flesh that just gets in the way and you stumble and fall, you will stumble and fall no more. That that the point you will be perfected. That is what God calls us to be. So the question is, what path are you on? There could be even some in this room that's part of the youth group that you're on this path right over here. Man, I just don't believe this stuff. And Pastor Stan, I think you're wasting your time with me because uh, I'm, I'm, i i I'm never going to believe in that. Uh, the great news for you is this. I believe God is pursuing you full fledged with everything that he has. I believe that he's fighting for you, even when you do not know to fight for yourself. And I will do my best to come alongside of him and, and let you see how great and how big our God is. There's, there's a lot in this world, and there could be very some in this room that you're on this path right here. I'm just gonna I'll go to church. I'm a Christian. Uh, I know I am, and I'm just doing good stuff, and I'm just gonna keep doing just this right stuff and just look good enough. This this other stuff you're saying, that's just too much of a stretch for for me. I want you to know that this life is not the abundant life that he talks about in John 10.10. i I've come that you may have life and life to the full. That full life is found on a very hard road, and that road, the word of God tells us, is narrow that few, few are on it. So if you're on this straight path, I want you to know he, he wants you to go. Get away from the crowd. If you're going with the crowd, you're going to lose in today's world. Probably in most worlds. If you're on this path, keep keep going and grab a hold of as many people as you can every time you climb up, every time you move. Keep grabbing, keep fighting. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. You're not alone. God has a plan for you. Let's pray. We're going to be dismissed tonight. Dear God, I thank you so much just for uh, a chance to talk about things that are important to you. God, help us to love our enemies. Um, And Lord, help us to know how to do that. Help us give forgiveness and grace and mercy. God, help us to uh, pray for those that persecute us. And God, I just ask that, that if there's someone in this room as, as someone, someone that they know has come to mind that could be an enemy or someone that's hurt them, God, we just ask that you will bring them to redemption, that you will bring them um, to a relationship with you through Jesus Christ. That's the o- only way. Uh, so God, we just ask for you to move. Um, God, in this world and in, in our world that we live in, uh, in the United States, God, we need you uh, we need you to work in our land. We need you to heal uh, the hurting. Uh, and God, asks ask that you will use us, uh, even in a small place like you, you, Uly, uh, to do great things for your kingdom. For it's in Jesus' name.